our last Sunday. Last Sunday. It's the last Sunday of 2020. <laughs> last Sunday of 2020. It's, um, as we look back, as we look back over this year, and we talk a little bit about that, as we look back over this year in 2020, there's been some trying days to be sure. Trying days to be sure. Gone through some stuff. Amen. But we just uh, know that the hand of the Lord was upon us. Hand of the Lord was upon us. How many know He's been faithful to us? There's a lot of things we could say, there's a lot of things we could talk about. There's a lot of things we could discuss, but I just think it would probably be appropriate if we just, just took a moment and just, just talked about and great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto Could you lift your voice and help me sing it now? Great is thy faithfulness. <laughs> Great is thy faithfulness. Come on, let it be your testimony now. New mercies I see. Everything I needed this year, God. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, really sing it out now. Oh, yes. Thy Come on.
With your understanding of his faithfulness, I wonder if you could just lift your voice and give him praise one more time in this place. Come on, he's been good to us. He's been so good to us. Ah. Come on, somebody think of the faithfulness of Jesus this year. Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord I love you Lord Jesus oh hallelujah Jesus Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I love you, Lord. Anybody know he's worthy to be praised today? Anybody know he's worthy to be magnified, glorified, lifted up, exalted? Oh, I love you, Lord Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. <laughs> I give you praise. Amen. We just, we want to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. The remaining portion of this service today, on this our last Sunday. God bless you. You may be seated. It was 10 minutes before 7 p.m. on a cool, dark night in Mexico City. A man by the name of John Stephen Arquari stumbles into the Olympic Stadium. His legs are bloodied, bandaged. Here we see him hobbling now around the track inside an almost empty arena. The Olympic ceremonies have long since been over for the day. The champion had already been crowned. The medals had already been handed out hours previous. The stadium was almost empty. But one of the few remaining people in that massive stadium was a documentary filmmaker by the name of Bud Greenspan, and he watched in amazement as John Arquari stumbles around this track. Intrigued by this effort that to him seemed so empty of meaning and empty of purpose, this documentary Filmmaker makes his way down the steps and out to the track as this bloodied runner crosses the now barely visible finish line. And it's there that 
Mr. Greenspan asks Mr. Arquiry this question. He says simply, why? Why run when there's nothing to win? No one is waiting for you at the finish line. The crowds have all gone home. There is nobody cheering for you. Why run? And Arquari's puzzled look communicated the vast chasm between their cultures because he answered the filmmaker and he said these words. He said, my country did not send me 9,000 miles to start this race. They sent me 9,000 miles to finish this race. And that's just what I've done. He had multiple reasons and ample opportunities to quit running. But he didn't quit running. And so on this, our last Sunday of 2020, I rise to speak to many in this room who had no clue ahead of time what this year was going to hold within its grasp. Am I right about it? For we had no clue what we were, that we were going to endure what we've had to endure. We had no clue we would face what we've had to face. And we've had no clue that we would encounter what it is that we've had to encounter these last eight, ten months or so. But even though you didn't know what was in store for this year, your conviction all along was never to just begin the year running for the Lord. But your commitment has always been to finish the year still running for the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So I thank God for some folks who've gone through some stuff this year, but you didn't quit running for the Lord. I said, I thank God for some people in the house of God today that are still running. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And the reason you didn't quit is because you know the Lord has never let you down in the past. So I'm not going to quit this year because I know he's not going to let me down in the present. And I know he's not going to let me down in the future. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Marriages have been attacked this year, but they still stand. Finances have been attacked this year, but God still made a way. Addictions have tried to revive themselves this year, but they have failed. Anxieties have tried to take over, but faith has beat out fear. Jobs have been lost this year, but God opened up another door. People were wounded, but not defeated. People were lied on, but truth still stood in the end. Sometimes we were tired, but the Lord was our strength. Sometimes we were blind, but the Lord guided our feet for us. Sometimes we were confused, but the Lord gave us clarity of purpose. Sometimes we were manipulated but the Lord kept us from mistake. Sometime we were bullied, but the Lord 
had our back. I'm here to tell somebody, I know it's the last Sunday of the year, but I've rise to the desk to tell somebody, thank you for not quitting. Thank you for not throwing in the towel. Thank you for not giving up. And here you are in the house of the Lord. Here you are with your hands raised. Here you are. It's not everything we wanted it to be. It wasn't everything we thought it would be. It didn't look like we thought it was going to look. But you're still here. And you're still praising. And you're still worshiping. Woo! Go ahead. <laughs> Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Woo. Come on, I know some of those online services were kind of tough, trying to have service and worship God in the middle of a living room. But guess what? We made it, and we did it, and it worked out, and we're still trusting him, and we're still saved, and we're still living for the Lord, and we're still on our way to heaven, and we still got a praise in our hearts. I know it was tough not being with the brothers and sisters this year for a long stretch of time, but guess what? The Lord was our help. I said the Lord was our help. And he sticketh closer than any brother. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I can almost hear the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We were troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but we weren't destroyed. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad I'm still here today. I'm glad you're still here today. On this last Sunday of the year, I know some have fallen by the wayside. Some have backslidden and turned their back on God but you're still here and you're still serving him and loving him and praising him and rejoicing in the fact that God is still good. Oh. Ah. I, need, I need to remind somebody of this simple fact because the reality is this. Reality is this. Some of us had some failures in our life this year. Come on down. I said some of us have had some failures in our lives this year. But I want you to just take a look at where you are today. <laughs> because no matter what the enemy's telling you, I said no matter what the enemy's lying to you, I need to let you know your failure was not final. Woo. Maybe everybody didn't need to hear that, but somebody needed to hear that. 
The enemy's telling you, why'd you do what you did? The enemy's telling you, how can you stand? How can you worship after everything you went through, everything you did, everything you allowed, all the lies you believed? But I'm here to tell you, you're not out of there right today. You're in here today. Why? Because your failure was not final. Uh, I know there might have been a few Sundays when you should have been here, but you didn't. You stayed home and sucked your thumb and were a big baby about some stuff. But guess what? On the last Sunday of the year, guess where you are? You're in the house of the Lord. You're in the house of the Lord. Why? Because your failure was not Yeah, we had some bad days. We might have had a rough patch. But guess what? We're still here. We're still praising him. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm here to tell somebody. Some of you in this room had multiple reason to quit. If you wanted reasons, you could have found a good reason to quit this year. Some of you had ample opportunity to quit this race, living for the Lord. If you wanted to, you could have blamed it on this and blamed it on that and blamed it on this person and blamed it on that person for why you stopped racing, coming and running the race that God has called you to run. But I'm here to tell you, you didn't use those excuses and you didn't use those reasons and you didn't give in to those opportunities, you're still here. You didn't quit. Come on, I know it's not deep and I know it's not profound today, but I just think it's a pretty big deal. At the end of 52 Sundays, for those of us still in the house of the Lord to realize and understand, I didn't quit. Come on, we were tempted like everybody's tempted. We had struggles like everybody has struggles. We had bad days like everybody had bad days. But guess what? I didn't quit. Family didn't always do what we wanted family to do. Friends didn't always do what we wanted friends to do. Church didn't always do what we didn't want church to do. And guess what? God didn't always do. Come on, somebody. God didn't always do what we wanted him to do. But guess what? didn't quit. I didn't, I'm still standing, Sister Favel. There's something within me that says I understand something about God, that his ways are above my ways. And whatever he's going to do is the most perfect thing that he could possibly do in my life, even if I don't understand it at the time. So even though I don't understand it, I'm just going to put my trust and my confidence in him. And I'm going to keep going to church. I'm going to keep serving God. I'm going to keep reading the book. Yeah, I could have quit. I could have blamed it on this. I could have blamed it on that. Could have blamed it on the preacher. Could have blamed it on the church being a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah, you could have, but you didn't, and you're still here. Uh, 
Well, they didn't call me, and I thought they should have called me. They didn't do this, and I thought they should have done this. And that has taken so many people out of the church because the enemies lied to them, and it has told them that the church isn't everything the church says it's going to be. And some of you could have used that excuse and that reason, but guess what? You didn't do it. <laughs> Sister Bobby, you're still here. Woo, Sister Kelly, you're still here. Woo. Still here. Still here. <sighs> Had some rough roads. Had some big decisions. Had some tumultuous times. But I'm still here. You know, here's the thing about Peter. You know, Peter, Peter didn't always do what he's supposed to do. He jumps up in the middle of the garden, grabs a sword, and chops a dude's ear off. Peter, come on, man, you weren't supposed to do that. But guess what? He was there. When none of the other disciples wanted to do anything, Peter, he didn't always do what was right. But guess what? He was there. When Jesus is... Got the mockery of the trial. Yeah, Peter Peter denied the Lord three times, but guess what? He was there. Where was the rest of them? Come on, I'm here to tell somebody, I don't always do what's right. I don't always say what's right. I don't always act in the right way, and you didn't either. And this year, you might have done some stuff you shouldn't have done, but guess what? You're still here. Nah, we're not perfect. No, we got a long way to go to be like Jesus. But there's something to be said about people that are just still here. They didn't quit. They didn't quit. They didn't backslide. They didn't throw in the towel. They didn't blame God. Where are you going on Thursday? I'm going to church. Where are you going on Sunday? I'm going to church. What are you going to do with the three days of fasting? I'm going to fast and go to church and pray. What are you going to do? I'm going to keep reaching up, reaching out, and reaching in. Why? Because that's who I am. That's what I'm about. I'm a God-called child of the King, and I refuse to quit. Not going to quit. Not going to quit. Not going to quit. Not gonna quit, not gonna quit. Why don't, you, why don't you find about three to five people right around you somewhere and say, I'm so glad you didn't quit. Sister Fable, you've gone through some stuff this year. You've gone through some stuff this year, but I'm so glad you didn't quit. Not just because of you, but I know you don't recognize this, and I know you don't quite understand this because we don't think about this when it comes to ourselves, but you got a bunch of people in this room who look to you and look at you and say, you know what? She can make it. I can make it. 
If she can have her hands in the air, I can have my hands in the air. Ooh. Thank you, Sister Favor, that you didn't quit when times got tough. Come on, she's just one testimony in this room. There's people that lost people. There's people that had deaths. There's people that had sickness. There's people that had pain. There's people that went through all kinds of family junk. But you're still here. Ooh. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Steadfast, unmovable. Still here. Ah. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm still here today. Sad, I, I don't know. Everything's still not the way I'd want it to be. Everything's still not the way I'd like for it to be. I turn your attention to the story in Scripture with the lepers, 10 lepers, I believe. And the Lord speaks healing into their bodies. He tells them to go show themselves to the priest. So here's these people that have all this leprosy, and leprosy, as you know, eats away at things and eats away at fingers and eats away at the nose and eats away at the ears. And so here you have these individuals who, who this sickness had taken a lot from them. He tells them to go to, to the priest and show themselves to be clean, which they did. And when they, in the showing of the priest and in the telling of the priest, the priest would test them and they had this whole ritual thing that they would do to see that they no longer had leprosy. And then they would consider them to be clean and they could get back into society. But you have nine of them. They go to the priest, show themselves to be clean. The priest signifies that fact that they are clean, but when they left the temple, they still were missing their fingers and they were still missing their ears. They were cleansed. Back in society, but they were missing some stuff. They were not whole. Healed, but not whole. What I feel I need to tell somebody about the tenth man. Because the tenth man, the Bible says that only as he's way, on his way to the temple, he stops and he turns around and he says, no, no, no. I can't just go to the temple. I got to go back and give him praise. <laughs> I, I, I got I to gotta pause for a moment. I got to go back in my incomplete state. I know I'm still missing some stuff. I know everything isn't whole. Everything isn't the way I would like for it to be. But I'm going to go ahead and give Jesus the praise that I know he's worthy of. And what you need to understand is the end of the story because the Bible says that when he went back and gave the Lord praise, that the Lord made him whole. 
What does that mean? It means his fingers grew back. It means his ear grew back. It's no, he made him whole. I'm trying to tell somebody in the house of the Lord today, I know everything isn't perfect. Everything isn't not like you would want it to be. But what I want to encourage you to understand is that you're still here. And if you'll go ahead and give the Lord some praise. I just believe that praise has the power to make up the difference. I just have a feeling that if somebody would begin to give God praise that he's worthy of, not so he'll do something for you, but because of what he's already done for you, I just believe that there would begin to be some restoration. Some things would begin to be restored in your life. Come on, somebody, why don't we do it right now? Why don't we take a moment and do that right now? I'm not going to wait till it's perfect to praise him because it's never going to be perfect. I'm not going to wait till everything's the way I want it to be before I praise him because it's never going to look like that. I'm going to give him praise right now. In the middle of it all, I'm going to praise him. still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm going to praise him. I need, I need to impress this point on somebody. David had the point, the place in the tabernacle all picked out for where the return of the Ark of the Covenant was going to go. The ark had been gone for quite some time and David wanted it back, knew it needed to be back in its rightful place and so he has the place all picked out in the temple, the, the prescribed place that God had ordained for it to be. Then they go and they get the ark and they start heading that journey to the tabernacle. They would have got there maybe a little sooner <laughs> but every six steps... David stops and he worships the Lord. What's he doing? Why, why, why is he worshiping the Lord? We still have a long way to go to get this ark to its completed place. Hmm. We still have a long way to go until it's restored back to the way the Lord intended it and promised it to us to be. It's not restored yet. It's not completed yet. It's not in its finished form yet. I feel the Holy Ghost. 
Ooh, it's not in its completed phase yet. So David, why are you praising God every six feet? And I just have a feeling David had this thought. No, I'm not where I want to be. And I don't see what I'm eventually going to see. But I'm six steps closer to it now than what I was six steps ago. And because I'm six steps closer to it now than what I was a few moments ago, I think that's worthy to stop and give God some praise. Come on, somebody. I know it doesn't look the way you want it to look. I know you got it all pictured and you got it all planned out. And you got the place all prescribed and fitted out and how it's going to look when it's all done. But I want to encourage you, don't wait until it's finished before you praise the Lord. But why don't you just stop on this last day or this last Sunday of this year and say, it doesn't look the way I want it to look right now. But guess what? I'm a whole lot closer this Sunday than what I was last Sunday and what I was the Sunday. So I'm going to go ahead and give him praise for that. I'm going to go ahead and rejoice in that. I'm going to go ahead and magnify Jesus. Come on, I wonder who in the house can praise God with an incompleteness in your life. I wonder who in the house still has a few more questions than you do have answers. But you'll go ahead and throw your hands in the air and give God praise. I'm closer than what I was last week. I'm closer than what I was a year ago. I'm closer than what I was in January. I'm closer... I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. See, there's a reality. There's a reality in this room, and here it is. You cannot understand my praise if you don't know my story. <laughs> to you, I may look foolish. To you, I, may, I might just be the loud guy in the room. To you, I'm just the guy that won't stop clapping. <laughs> to you, I'm the guy that's interrupting stuff. 
but you'll never know my praise. And you'll never understand my praise if you don't know my story. So my question to us in the house today is this. Does anybody in the house have a story? I didn't say it was a pretty story. I said, does anybody in the house have a story? I didn't say it was a story you'd want us to put up on the big screen. I just said, does anybody in the house have a story? then if you have a story, then I don't want you to be concerned with what anybody might think about your praise. But if you have a story, and I have a story, and you and you and you and you and you have a story, why don't we just all go ahead and throw our hands in the air together and give God a shout. Come on, I can't think of anything better to do on the last Sunday of the year than to stop and pause and give God praise for everything he's done for us. I got a story. I got a story to tell. I got a story to tell. You weren't with me in the midnight hour. You weren't with me when I didn't know which way to go. You didn't know you weren't there when I didn't have a clue, but guess who was there? My God was there. Jehovah Jireh was there. My provider was there. So I've got to give him praise. So here's what I want to do, or here's what I feel to do. I'm going to ask everyone that would, I want you to come down to this altar rejoicing. Listen, when you get here, I don't want you to kneel. I don't want you to put your head down. And I don't want you to be quiet when you come down. As soon as you leave your aisle in your pew. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to lift your hands and I want you to open your mouth and I want you to come down to the front rejoicing. I said I want you to come down to the front rejoicing. I wonder if somebody can make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I wonder if somebody with a story could make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I wonder if somebody who God has been good to these last 52 weeks uh, could come down uh, and rejoice with them that rejoice. 